You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. Okay, everyone. Today, we've got Gil Alouche, who is the founder and CEO at Metadata, which is a patented technology that combines predictive lead scoring, or just called predictive scoring, and programmatic advertising to deliver a predictable pipeline of opt-in lead qualified, or it's called super high quality leads for B2B enterprises. All right, Gil, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Eric. I'm doing well. Great to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So, you know, I kind of butchered the well, I kind of just read the description of the company, but if you could kind of describe in your own words, in layman's terms, what the company does, that would be great. Actually, you summarized it uh, at the end, and great. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a piece of software that yields you a predictable velocity and quality of inbound leads from named accounts, particularly for enterprise companies. So our customers include companies like Zoom, communication that we're using right now, or I know, Drift and Pendo, Pluralsight, and the likes. And so B2B enterprises that are looking to grow, especially in this day and age where marketing is completely digital, our software integrates to the existing marketing stack that they already invested in and essentially puts it on autopilot. It takes the human element outside of the execution and puts AI and decision trees at the center of execution. So instead of running 10, 20 campaigns manually, talking about that, like Facebook campaigns, LinkedIn campaigns, programmatic, etc. Instead of having to do all the technical repetitive mundane tasks, the system essentially does all of it for you. It will buy the data, onboard the target audiences, set up the campaigns, change the bid, optimize, change creative content, so on and so forth. And it will do it at such a scale that is humanly impossible. So instead of running 20, 30 campaigns a month, it can run 1,000, 2,000 campaigns. And of course, fine-tune to the one to generate pipeline. Got it. Okay. And so I find usually with software like this, it's the case studies speak volumes, right? So I'm looking at this case study over here where a company called Eightfold AI used metadata to trigger 26 opportunities and $8 million in pipeline. Are you familiar with that case study? And if so, can you speak to how it all worked out just so people can kind of visualize it? Yeah, certainly. Eightfold uh, has been a great customer uh, for some time. The way they started using metadata is similar to others. It starts with, with a company that is committed to essentially owning their unit economics in a predictable fashion. Demand generation is sometimes really depends on the person that runs that department. And if that person is really good, whether she got good data, good technology, good channels, a lot of budget, she can usually make it work. But many are not experimental, not data-driven, and the bottleneck becomes really the team that needs to execute the campaigns. And so what Hfold did they essentially consolidated their digital execution to metadata and said, look, we have these lists of named accounts that we know we want to go after, uh, but we're having a hard time actually conquering those accounts. And we don't really know the best mix of content and creative and channels uh, to actually constantly execute those campaigns and then figure out which campaign they're going to work and which not. That's why they turned to metadata. They essentially uploaded their list of target accounts they also generated an ideal customer profile from the system. So essentially, they use metadata to analyze their historical accounts and understand not only what type of company do they need to go after within their direct accounts, but also what type of persona they usually have to go after. And then they started building all those different audiences, all those audiences of their target accounts, accounts using competing technologies, accounts with buyer intent, maybe ones that have been on 
websites like G2Crowd or Coptera, etc. And then it used all of these signals to start running campaigns, mostly on the channels of LinkedIn and Facebook. They found that a lot of those campaigns, because they have the legion form element, it increases the conversion rate significantly and actually attracts you know, people like you and me who end up spending time on Facebook and LinkedIn, but because they targeted those particular people within those particular target accounts, they were able to convert them to download an ebook or a white paper or something of that sort. And then the system constantly followed those inbound leads that signed up to this initial content and kept targeting them. And based on the results, meaning if those leads essentially went back to the website and kept engaging with more content, if an opportunity was created with those particular personas, then the system knew, okay, this is one of the 5% of experiments of campaigns that are yielding pipelines in an economical fashion. The cost per lead, the cost per MQL are good. And then it eliminates the 90% of campaigns that are not yielding the best pipeline. And it fine tunes into the 5 to 10% of campaigns in the matrix that are essentially yielding a predictable velocity and those that actually convert to, to pipeline. That's how they were able to constantly improve the machine where it starts yielding the triggered opportunities. So is it just, just to clarify, is it just, you know, I can apparently load in, you know, my ideal client profiles and then basically from there kind of metadata will do the work, right? So you were talking about creating different campaigns on LinkedIn, maybe on different channels, and then you guys are adjusting the creative on the fly. So is it just kind of you input something and then metadata does the rest or is that, am I oversimplifying it? We don't necessarily change the creative on the fly, but you also don't have to, on the other hand, put too much input. The biggest input for metadata is connecting your stack, or connecting your Salesforce, connecting your HubSpot, connecting your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your website, your Drift. Those will give metadata, well, all the metadata to understand what kind of companies to go after, what kind of personas and you know titles and seniorities within those companies should we go after, what type of channels work, work best, what type of campaigns work best, is it an ad campaign, a sports content, is it a carousel, is it a video, is it a conversational ad on LinkedIn, is it a drift chat you know, uh, or a lead gen form? All of those decisions will be made automatically by the software. It will connect via RESTful API. And so you will never again have to log into Facebook or go and download an audience and then upload the audience to Facebook and then set up campaigns. All of those tasks, the thousands of times that you have to repeat them are automated for you. And because it's connected to your systems, it also sees the results. It's not just optimizing for impressions or click-through rate or even leads. It's about optimizing for triggered pipeline that closes. And that's kind of the biggest KPI. You can, of course, choose different KPI that you can optimize towards, like in brand awareness or sales acceleration. But the vast majority of the value that you get is that the system essentially replaces a team of people that would otherwise have to, on a daily basis, see which campaigns are actually yielding you know, business results and which are just generating vanity metrics. Got it. Okay. So here's another question for you. I guess, are you guys complementary to, you know, customer data platforms and other lead scoring tools, or are you kind of competitive to them? Very complementary. We, for example, use Segment Eternally. One of the founders of Segment is an investor in the company. We're very complementary to the uh, companies that generate ideal customer profiles. We're complementary and great partners with the data vendors themselves. You look at the Bombora, AG data of the world. Many of them essentially, they create pieces in the marketing mix that helps you execute. What we do is operationalize. We operationalize the data, operationalize the channel, or operationalize the technology so that the human doesn't have to do that kind of operational work. 
Got it. Okay. Which types of companies would you say this is the best fit for in terms of size, revenues? I think you said B2B enterprise, right? Or I guess, what would you define as the best customers for you? Best customers for us are mid-market to enterprise. For example, Pluralsight, you know, um, Zoom or Drift, those will be good companies because they have you know, they have a wide total addressable market, but it's very much defined. They can know exactly who they want to go after. They have a significant ACB, so that they don't sell their product for, you know, 50 bucks a year or 20 bucks a year. We're talking about the B2B part of those companies. Uh, Ring Central, for example, Slack. And so those will be perfect fit for us. We're also starting to bleed into the enterprise, but because we see the mid-market companies adopt so much faster new technologies, and they're, you know, they're the best ones who are looking to grow as fast as they can, but they don't want to, they still want to keep healthy unit economics. Those for us are best fit. Of course, we also have a requirement for a particular tech stack because we're, we integrate and execute existing technologies. And so you have to have Salesforce and one of the top four marketing automation systems like Marketo, Eloqua, Perdot, or HubSpot. Got it. That's awesome. I'm looking at your, your G2 right now. One of our, I'm assuming it's a mutual friend of ours, Guillaume, <laughs> did a post here. My robot for demand generation in ABM. So just for everyone that doesn't know uh, Guillaume, he's been on this podcast a couple of times. He's always talking about the newest tools and he's always seen as the mad scientist. So when you got a, a voice of kind of a positive review from a guy like that, it's a good thing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I love Guillaume. He's a, he's a mad scientist. He's very smart. A very well-known marketer. He uh, he did drift and, and segment and, and some other. Well, I'm going to read his review real quick, just so people it, it's clear to people. So, what do you like the most? Metadata is one of my favorite tools in my stack uh, for demand gen for a few reasons: scalable automation, advanced targeting for different use cases, lead-based attribution, managed services, and domain expertise. So, a lot of the stuff we're talking about right now, I think some people in the audience might be like, "Oh my god, it sounds amazing," but it sounds cost prohibitive or it sounds expensive. So, what do you say to that, Gil? How much does this thing cost? How do you guys make money? Great question. You know, I mean, as a founder, especially as a scrappy founder, I used to uh, have exactly that hard time. And so when I started, it was only aimed for startups because these were, you know, these are my people. But we found that in order to be successful, even metadata, when we spent a small, you know, like two or three thousand dollar budgets with metadata, it didn't really work. Now it's working amazingly, but we're at a different stage when we have, when we are actually scaling, when we had one SDR and no budget, it wasn't really working. So to answer your question, we try to have a very healthy ratio between the value that metadata is creating for you and then the price. And so one of the, the fuel for metadata is in many times, you know, data that you can fill into it and of course budget that, that you allow. And so in order for us to be successful, the budget that you'll spend on a monthly basis have to be around, you know, starting at about $10,000 per month. If you're not spending at least $10,000 per month on digital, it's probably not a good fit for you just yet. And when you do, then the price makes sense because it will include both the data package for targeting as well as the experimentation engine that allows you to essentially replace a team of marketing ops or an agency that would do that nitty-gritty repetitive technical mundane task. And you can, of course, fund the rest of your budget and your time on content and creative and value-add tasks. Got it. So you're saying they need to be spending 10 grand a month on ad spend, right? And then that's not the platform fee, correct? Exactly right. And completely separate. It goes through your usual billing. If you connect Facebook and LinkedIn, et cetera, it goes through that. Got it. So I'm looking at your pricing page right now. So is it, let's just look at your growth plan, right? So quarterly billing, ad spend is 10 to 25K a month. You guys are charging four grand. That's the platform fee. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. There are different plans. If you sign up for a year or if you pay annually or quarterly, and then it will change the channels that are activated for you 
the data that is activated for you, like in some of the clients, for example, you get buyer intent or you get some technology data, etc., included in your plan and some of those are, are premium. Got it. Would it be fair to say, and I know you kind of just alluded to earlier, it's not complete autopilot, but in a sense, it is really putting a lot of your demand gen on autopilot. Is that a fair comment? I think it's very common because there is, you still want to take a look at some of the data, even if, I mean, you can choose to completely set it on autopilot. And when you have 10,000 campaigns, trust me, no one is going to look at any one of those experiments on a daily basis in a manual fashion. The decisions will do all of the work for you, but you'll still be able to look at them at groups and say, hey, I want to look at my campaign group, which might be 300 experiments running at any point of time. And you'll see how they perform, see how... Perhaps there is one of the experiments or some insight that you want to extract from it, like blue buttons, you know, blue backgrounds are, you know, increasing you know, or lowering CPL by 15% for, you know, system engineers in B2B healthcare. Like you will be able to extract some of those insights and you may want to apply them either in other campaigns, other channels, or even within that group. And so there's always, especially for an enterprise customer or larger customer, there is an element of success where you would sit down maybe, you know, every week or every two weeks and understand some of the insights. And maybe if you're doing a change of pace, for example, you want to now, you know, the unit economics are great and you want to 3x the velocity, you may exhaust an audience or you may exhaust, you have a creative fatigue. And so you have to come up with some strategies of how to, you know, get in front of that before the, you know, the, the optimization is reduced. Got it. Okay. And so I guess I'm sure you have a lot of numbers, right? Because I just mentioned earlier, eightfold trigger, 26 opportunities and 8 million in pipeline. Do you have any numbers you can share kind of across the board? Like, you know, those that use metadata end up adding, you know, 50% more pipeline or, or stuff like that. Just people love numbers on this podcast. Oh, of course. Yeah, but I'm an engineer, so I have to be accurate. So, you know, the recalculation, for example, G2, you're looking at G2, there is a, an ROI calculation comparison between different ABM platforms and metadata included. And we came up first and the data there says, and that's customer reported, not us, that uh, within seven months versus a year and a half, I think, or more, you already get back the return for metadata. Now, it's relative because depends what you can handle. Like metadata, for example, we're capping the amount of inbound demos that we can that we generate every month because we only have so many product areas that will actually follow on this opportunity. So it depends how fast you want to grow, how much budget you have. Do you optimize for profitability? Do you Are you looking for any break-even element? I remember you are, in the previous episode, you were... I think talking to uh, Tony Pompliano about uh, creating a media company and just having one person, you know, generating a million dollars or so, it's pretty yep. cool. If that's what you want to do, then, you know, you'll keep it at that level. You'll just be happy with an engine that yields positive, you know, returns and you want it to be profitable. Like for every $1 in, you want $2 in revenue. For another company that's looking to grow, they're already maybe IPO, they're growing, you know, 2X, they still want to grow 2X or 1.5X a year. For them, they might be willing to pay a lot more for pipeline. And so their budgeting may be different. Metadata will allow you to generate within, usually within, you cannot promise it, sometimes within a month, but usually within three, four months, you'll start seeing the curve get into a pattern in which you'll start seeing very obvious economical returns. Depending how long your sales cycle is, essentially the longer you let metadata execute an optimized campaigns for you, the further down the funnel, it, it will optimize towards. So if you close a deal in three months, it will start understanding those signals after the third, fourth month. And that's where the curve starts to take the shape that you can start controlling it, essentially. 
I love it. That's awesome. Well, for metadata right now, I mean, you guys have, you know, you guys have raised a good chunk of funding, have a good amount, a uh, good sized team. How are you guys growing right now? What's been working for you? So we're doing now a combination. We grew organically when we started to kind of understand our product market fit before you push too much. We started investing and you're right to notice, started investing in growth, both in the marketing and sales perspective about 10 months back. Right now, we have a marketing team of two exceptionally good marketers, and they generate as much pipeline as we can handle. They do it between, they use both paid, well, they use metadata as the main engine, so that the paid digital, it goes through many different channels, and they apply many of the lessons in what we call alpha channels that are not fully integrated to metadata yet, but we're essentially running through the same process. So they use Facebook, LinkedIn, programmatic outreach that we know how to plug in you know, automated cadences through metadata. And then they use Sendoso for direct mail campaigns that are very successful, conversational ads. And all of that is on the digital on slash paid piece. And then on the organic front, we actually started doing similar things to you, Eric, like a category creation podcast. Jason is doing marketers. So marketers are generating good amount of content by our team, employees, customers, etc. And that's starting to bring a good amount of organic demos, I think. What used to be the biggest month for metadata, I think two years ago, we had the biggest month in terms of inbound demos. It was like 30 demos a month. I was wow. you know, happy through the roof. Today, I think Jason is able to generate 40, 50 organic demos a month outside of the rest of the demos that he's generating from paid, which is the, still the, the majority percentage. That is amazing. All right. Well, working towards wrapping up here, Gil, you mentioned that you like to read a lot. So I have, actually have two questions kind of related to learning and reading. So number one, what is one must-read book you'd recommend to the audience? Oh, man, The Hard Things About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. And then the latest one, You Are What You Do. Great book. Uh, really great book. Yes, exactly. That's, that's interesting. So I, you know, The Hard Thing About Hard Things, I think, you know, definitely a classic. But I've heard mixed reviews about the culture book. What made you like it? Ah, the example, man, I'm learning so much from, for example, the Haitian Revolution, very interesting comparison and the learnings from it. I mean, it's a conversation for me, very insightful to understand how people perceive culture as essentially a competitive advantage, as a differentiation. It's such a cliche because five years ago, again, as an engineer, I couldn't care less about, you know, soft yeah. things like culture. It doesn't seem like the, what's really going to work. And he said, look, you have to have a great product. It's everything. Uh, it's everything. But yes, having a product and a culture, it just really improves your chance of winning. I love it. Great. So yeah, I agree. I think from an engineer mindset, it actually makes sense. The culture is kind of part of the DNA of the company and you have to get that right. So what would you say is the most compelling thing that you've read, watched, or listened to recently? You know, I really enjoyed reading. It started reading it five years ago, not Animal Farm, the other one, Brave New World. And uh, recently I was able to I mean, I wasn't able to stop reading it, essentially. I think I finished it in a couple of days or three days. And uh, that was a very insightful story, a book to read, especially in these days when things you know, look a little bit different than they used to. That's awesome. How about a final question from my side is, what is one tool that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value? So uh, it cannot be called metadata. So it could be like a Peloton bike or it could be like, I don't know, anything random. Calm, the meditation app has been very cool to use. I'm new to meditation. I don't know, I'm probably 50 sessions, 60 sessions in. And it's been a very interesting change maker. 10 minutes a day. Awesome. Well, Gil, this has been great. What's the best way for people to find you online? Gil at metadata.io. 
All right. Easy enough. Gil, thanks so much for doing this. Everyone, make sure you check out metadata.io, especially if you're in B2B enterprise. It looks really, really interesting. And Gil, thanks so much for doing this. Many thanks, Derek. I enjoyed it. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.